the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, at 12.06, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We also want to uh, welcome everybody in, tuning in, part of our uh, live um, we do the noon report on Facebook Live. And folks, if you find my page, it's Sean DePietro Show. Again, we are using the uh, page of RI1. RI1. But if you just go to my regular Facebook page, you can uh, find us there. It's John DePietro Show right there on Facebook. Folks, as always, you can always watch on the, um, excuse me, you can always listen at the website, which is depietro.com. Because sometimes the, um, the Facebook page can be somewhat distracting a little bit. And sometimes, oh my goodness, is it frozen again? What is happening where once again I just restarted it and then it freezes again, folks? So um, we will have to, I'm not exactly sure why that is doing that. But I can't be distracted by it because we just have too much. Sometimes it straightens itself out and it is a radio show. We are going to talk with attorney Tim Dodd coming up in uh, in just a few moments. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought by Henry Oil. Remember, call Henry Oil today. Make Henry Oil. It's cold out. You need an oil provider that you can depend on. And that's why you need to depend on Henry Oil. Give them a call today. Ready to know Henry Oil. They're always there for you at 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. Uh, remember, they also have, with Henry Oil, they have lock and cap pricing. They have service contracts, budget plans, automatic delivery, Oil burner service and installation serving most Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. So, folks, right now it's 1208 in the Ocean State. And, excuse me, you are listening to the John DePietro Show. I do want to let people know, for those that are interested, there is a candlelight vigil uh, tonight for poor little um, Olivia Passaretti. She is the 17-year-old girl from East Greenwich that was killed traveling back home uh one o'clock new year's day so she was really out new year's eve and then one o'clock in the morning and um and again that is at 4 45 uh in the parking lot at east Greenwich high school and the students as you can imagine there are just uh completely overwhelmed and uh and and i don't and i don't blame them because i will tell you the whole town is is really shaken by this um uh, for, for everybody, <laughs> they can hear me. I'm not sure if I should shut it down. We're just going to leave it. Sometimes it corrects itself or otherwise at least it is frozen. So, oh, good. All right. I appreciate that. You know, folks, that we run into different problems. We try different things. Sometimes it works smooth. I don't want to waste a lot of time on it because I do want to tell you. So I was in court uh, this morning and uh, obviously only radio person that was there. And then we do have the audio. If you go to depetro.com, we learned a lot in court today. And I was anxious to see this uh, Aramis Segura come strutting in. And he is, we learned today that he was apparently drinking. uh, There were, I think, three Coronas in the car. Plus, he was smoking weed. And then... 
he absolutely going at a high rate of speed, they think over 100 miles an hour, just cut over and slammed into the back of her car for no apparent reason. Uh, that was at one o'clock in the morning. You can also just imagine just how terrifying it was. But here's what we learned today. This is the latest. You're going to get more details than anyone else uh, will provide for you. And we are going to talk with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. It's going to join me coming up in just 10 minutes, uh, simply because a lot of people have legal questions about this. But here's what we learned in court today. First of all, he comes sniveling in. And he's crying, and he's got the cane, and then a pack of losers. His family or friends, supporters, as you can imagine, folks, the, the last type of people you ever want to interact with are there in the courtroom. Oh, Bobby, you know, they're crying, and then he's there limping in, crying, sniffling and everything. He's got the cane. So after he rams into poor Olivia, both cars go off the road, his included, right? He's got the big Benz, although who knows how much they paid for it's used. So um, so he first he flees. So people calling 911, hey, the car going at high rate of speed. And then they they go to the, the crash site and poor Olivia is in there. Um, and there were passerbys. I don't even like to dwell on that. But even her sister, who was following her for with my iPhone, even made her way to the scene. So first he flees. Then he comes back as they're trying to comfort. And they're calling the police. And he, he's in his car for about two minutes getting personal belongings. And then he flees again. So then state police are at the scene. So then who shows up? Now, on Saturday, when I learned who this was. I started going through Facebook, and one of the people I came up with was Alicia Peckham. She makes these custom gold and diamond grills that, like, the rappers wear. So she went to West Warwick High School. He went to West Warwick High School, and now she lives in Charlestown, Rhode Island. So they're posting back and forth. So she posts things about him. So she's actually living with this goon. Boy, she really can pick him. So they went to high school together. He's living with her. So here's what we learn. They have the car, right? Police have the car. We find out he took other plates from another car and put them on that car. So police first go to Lincoln, Lincoln, Rhode Island. And they're at the the person who initially owned the Mercedes Benz, whatever time this was. I would imagine the early morning hours. That person in Lincoln shows them a bill of sale that he sold the Mercedes to this Alicia Peckham on, I think, Post Road in Charlestown. So now, where is Aramis? Where's the big brave, thinks he's such a, you know, tough guy? Aramis Segura. We learn he, somehow, he's, police can't find him. He's hiding but he makes his way to actually to East Greenwich. Now, I believe probably like right over the line, which is ironic only because Olivia is from East Greenwich. He convinces someone to let him use their cell phone. Now, I don't know who it was, what he said. He's beaten up. You know, maybe it's, hey, I was in an accident. Something happened to his cell phone. Let alone it was an accident going 100 miles an hour. So the person lets him. He calls Peckham. She picks him up. Now, she arrived at the scene saying, oh, I, I think my boyfriend was in an accident. 
And then, you know, and then she leaves. He gets a hold of her. She takes him back to Charlestown. So state police, the person from Lincoln, Rhode Island that sold has the bill of sale. I sold that car. Has Alicia P. They go to her residence in Charlestown. Now, this liar, Alicia Peckham. And by the way, these people, him, her, or I don't know about her, some of the others, the baby mamas that this guy's got, they're all showing up on the live feed, by the way. But anyhow, she tells state police on Saturday, oh, I haven't seen him in two weeks. No, no, I haven't seen him in two weeks. So they start searching the house and they find him under a bed. That's what a coward he is. And if you check, folks, to Petro.com, we have the headline. Where is it? We have the headline. He was hiding under the bed. Could you be a more pathetic? Number one, he flees the scene. Then he comes back to his vehicle, gets some personal belongings. Who knows what he took? Flees the scene again. Hiding under the bed. This was someone, I'm going to go out and I'm going to... You know, blah, 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 the big, big talk, hiding under the bed. So he is being held. Now, the state was asking for a bail of 250000 And instead of dealing with that, here's a public defender who said that he's just going to, he's being held as a bail violator. I'm going to, we're going to talk to attorney Tim Dodd outside the courthouse. Now, I want to commend Olivia's stepfather was there. And it's obviously not, uh, you know, folks, this is, it's so tough for the family because then you have to, you know, you have to go and like there he is and he's sniveling and then his friends are there. And it's just so, I, I mean, it just makes your, your skin crawl. But Dennis Malloy, who is Olivia's stepfather, he was there and he actually sat. Um, you know, we, we sat in the row with him. I was with Jacqueline and Claire and, uh, and, and Dennis, who was, um, you know, so instrumental and, and, and came into Olivia's life as her stepdad. And he, he, um, he kept his composure, but then as they was leaving Segura out, he Started, you know, saying, and I don't blame him, by the way. And Dennis Malloy's a big guy, and he's a karate instructor. Um, if if it was Judge Juan, and if if I were the judge on the bench in Kent County today, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to, but I, I'd like, you know, give Dennis Malloy what, what does he need? Five minutes with this this little goon? Five minutes. Dennis Malloy's a big guy. He's a karate instructor. He could break this little creep in half. State of the arts karate center. Um, he then said, you're a coward. You killed our little girl. And then, you know, I, I get the court police. They have to treat everybody the same. But then they actually let him out. So then outside, a relative of Olivia did speak with us. In the video, if you go to depetro.com, we were right there. Now, there's a lot of questions that I that people have about this, and that's why we're going to talk to uh, Attorney Tim Dodd, and then the the supporters and family of uh, this Armis, whatever Remis Sagori, 
oh, you should, you know, then in the hallway, ah, la, la, you know, all in Spanish and screaming and making noise and, you know, dress like uh, very stylish from the dollar store. You know, just what you would think. And that's what really struck me was like now you have to actually not only deal with this degenerate. Um, and I know so many people have questions on whether or not it's premeditated, premeditated murder. But and we're going to uh, I, I, we're going to address that with with attorney Tim Dodd. But the, the thing about it um, is just that not only do you have to deal with with that degenerate creep, but with his like family and supporters that actually came. You know, one of them was even like, we love you, daddy, like that. Oh, my God. It's just a nightmare. So, but he was, I couldn't believe, like, sniveling, crying. And, folks, I have been, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, he didn't say, I'm sorry. Ah, nothing like that. Not, oh, papi, oh. Nothing like that. Just oh, standing up there. Should have clubbed him. I, I wish they had taken the cane and beaten him to death right there. Dennis Malloy could have karate chopped him in half. Uh, but obviously, you know, he did the right thing and kept his composure. But I, I couldn't believe, like, the, the like couldn't even get it together. But, like, what, talk about, this is like a new definition of coward. You know, fled from the scene twice, hiding under the bed. Like, this is how we have to deal with. Oh, and they're around us, these people. They're around us. That's what's so frightening. <laughs> and it's, we love you. You know, they're yelling out his support. Can you imagine? They should have run warrants on the family. I mean, not one of them. Obviously, no one had to call in sick. All had their EBT cards. Oh, let's go get somebody. You know, they're drinking before they go and leave court. Oh, my God. But, folks, again, I liked how the family said state police were right on this. Where's the girlfriend in all this? How about the girlfriend? Oh, he's not here. I haven't seen him for two weeks. Yeah, he's hiding under the bed. Oh, there he is. You know, you haven't seen him for two weeks. Did you check under the bed, honey? Uh, but can you imagine, like, the low life that would actually live with someone like that goon? You know, he, he is absolutely one of, you know, I'm not going to say the most notorious, but just, like, one of the most pathetic individuals and I've seen some pretty pathetic individuals in covering different trials. Um, I haven't seen any anything like like this. But let me get on. Um, attorney Tim Dodd is going to join us just because a lot of people have different questions about, uh, you know, charges on him and charges regarding uh, the whole case. We normally wait till um we normally wait till Thursday, but this is too important, so we're going to bring him on right now. And, uh, folks, joining us right now is our legal expert, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It's attorney Tim Dodd. Good afternoon and happy new year to our friend Tim Dodd. Thanks, John. Happy new year to you and all your listeners. Tim, I know that uh, kind of catching you on the fly and it's developing, but um, I want to just, if you could walk us through some of the the legal elements that uh, happened today in court with this Amos Segura charged with he was the one crashed his vehicle into Olivia Passaretti. If we could just start with they set bail him at two hundred fifty thousand. And then the public defender, if I got this right, she said we're going to they were going to hold him anyway as a bail violator. So um, they, they didn't address the two hundred fifty thousand bail. But instead, it was almost like they accepted he would be 
held on that he had been a bail uh, that he had you know a parole violator and so forth is, is that is that do I how did that you know the way I describe it is that what went down today that's basically the way it went down there's two elements that he was in front of a judge on number one to face the new charges um, resulting from this dreadful um, incident on Route 95. So he has been charged with a number of um, uh, things, leaving the scene of an accident, death resulting, obstruction, um, and a number of other charges. Um, collectively, it's clearly a jail case. Um, you know, in, in a plea bargain situation, it would require him doing significant time. Um, the second component, and before I jump ahead, so on the new charges, the judge set bail at $250,000 with surety, meaning the guy would have to come up with $25,000 out of his pocket or do work with a bail bondsman if he had the, the means to do so. But he can't get out even if he had the 25000 in his pocket because he is a violator of the terms of his probation or his parole. I don't know how much time he caught on the violation or if he's admitted to the violation. Typically, he would be held at the intake service center until a violation hearing can be scheduled. And with COVID, and before COVID, it used to be you'd get your hearing within 10 days. Now it can take two or three or more weeks before he will get a hearing. At that hearing, he may choose to present evidence or he may choose to negotiate something saying, okay, you know, I'll agree to a year on the violation. I'll agree to six months on the violation. That would only be to address his violation of the un of the charges that he had previously pled to. So he's running a, on two different tracks here. One, he's in trouble for violating the terms of his release on old charges. And two, he's on a separate track facing the music for all the criminal charges resulting from this um, um, auto incident, which led to the death of the young girl from East Greenwich, tragically. So, Tim, the, the, what the state police put out on a Sunday was leaving the scene of an accident resulting in death, driving yep. to endanger, obstruction of justice, and operating on a suspended license. Now, um, he posted on Facebook, and a lot of people are asking about this. He posted on Facebook that that day, on New Year's Eve, that he was going to get drunk and maybe ram his Mercedes Benz into someone. And the way... The police described this, Tim. They they described it today in court in a manner almost that he intentionally ran his vehicle into her. It was it was not like lost control. This wasn't a race. This wasn't a dispute in some kind. Could could everyone keeps asking, could this lead to people are asking me, isn't that premeditated? He posted he was gonna get drunk and ram his Mercedes, he had a Benz into someone. Um, so people are asking, how is this not premeditated or possibly a manslaughter charge? Well, th th these charges can certainly be amended. The charges can okay. be added. It could be up to a manslaughter charge. This is the initial charge that's going to keep him in jail and the charges for which the court was considering bail. Yep. As this case proceeds, he could certainly find additional charges added on. So let's 
By the way, I, what you have on your Facebook with all of this yeah. guy's uh, Facebook material, you, you've got better reporting than what I've seen, like in the Projo and other sources. They haven't printed all this no. material. You've got this material, which really tells the tale about this guy's frame of mind. Um, let's talk first about intoxication. There's no evidence that he was intoxicated. That's probably, if he's smart, and, you, and this is all speculative, he's a guy who's been through the system more than once. Assume he was, uh, for the sake of discussion, intoxicated when this um, incident occurred. He runs away. He, he doesn't turn himself in, but the cops get him the next morning. By then, if he or any similarly situated defendant um, is picked up the next day, now the alcohol is not going to be in their system. Had he stopped at the scene, yep. arguably, and had he been found to be intoxicated, you know, he's looking at 12 to 15 years in jail if convicted or even in a plea bargain. Um, he left the scene with uh, death resulting. That's also a jail case, but not nearly as um, potentially significant in terms of time to serve. Um, as it would be if it was um, driving to endanger while intoxicated, death resulting. That's a much more serious charge. I'm not saying that's why he ran away, but if he ran away because he might have been intoxicated, he dodged one of the many bullets that are still coming his way. As far as the premeditation, you know, words mean what people want them to mean. And if there's nothing more than that Facebook post, um, I'm not sure that would be enough to um, convict him. That might have been a general sentiment a day before when he said it, but we don't really know what the, I mean, I think I know what happened. I think you know what happened, but the, there's a difference between what we think we know and what we can prove in court. Right. I think it would be a difficult um, task to prove premeditation. Um, you might get an involuntary manslaughter. You might get manslaughter. But I don't think there's sufficient evidence based upon what we know today to get the premeditation element. Tim, in court, and again, folks, we speak with our legal expert, Tim Dodd, about the Olivia Passaretti, the, the accused this uh, Ramis Segura was in court today. He's being held. Tim, the police did mention, I think there was a, a, an odor of, um, you know, cannabis in the vehicle. And I think they said they found at least three empty Coronas. Uh, I'm not sure if he admitted to them that he had been drinking and smoking. But so does that in any way, there's, you know, some empty, I think I know the answer to this. But what about just, you know, because people are saying, yeah, but, the, you know, it, the car reeked of weed and there was some empty booze, you know, some empty containers. I, I mean, I'll let you answer. I think I kind of unfortunately know the answer to this, but. Who consumed the beers that were right. empty? I mean, did he have a passenger? Were they from three weeks ago? Yeah. How long had they been there? Right. Um, had he consumed them within a sufficient window of time that they right. could have given him a high enough blood alcohol level to be driving while impaired? Um, the same would be true as to the marijuana. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, I've rented vehicles in other states. You get out of the airport, you get into the rental car from any of the major 
um, vendors, and many times the car smells like pot yep. because people are smoking pot in cars all the time. If I got pulled over, the car would smell a pot. That wouldn't mean that I was the person you know, in, in inhaling the pot. I right. just was in a vehicle that smells of it. He could have smoked pot copious amounts two days before. Again, I think I know what the answer is. You think you know what the answer is, but proving it in court is right. an entirely different operation. Tim Dodd, what about, uh, it was revealed today, so it's kind of interesting how the, the plates he had on the Benz didn't match what, you know, should have been on the Mercedes, which is common where people just take some license plates, throw them on. The car, when the police were going through it, uh, belonged to the person that they bought it from in Lincoln. So this, the girlfriend who lives in Charlestown, uh, and again, I, I have her up on the website uh, I pulled her information. Alicia Peckham, she shows up at the scene and she's talking with the police and she's saying, oh, I, I think my boyfriend was in an accident and then and then leaves. Well, they sh- they go to the, the, the person in Lincoln who the Benz is registered to, the Mercedes. The guy shows them a bill of sale that he sold the Mercedes to Segura's girlfriend, this Alicia Peckham, they show up at her home in Charlestown. She says, I haven't seen him. This is on New Year's Day. I haven't seen him for two weeks. They search the house and he's hiding under a bed. Could she end up being in trouble for that? Yes, she could. Yeah, sure. yes. She could be an accessory after the fact. There's criminal charges coming her way, too, for sure. Would, would they, because um, this, this guy, as you say, you know, Tim, he's been in trouble like his whole life, certainly since he was 18, but even before then. Um, people don't like it, but by him leaving, then they couldn't give him the blood tests and breathalyzer and everything else. But, um, Tim, do you get the sense, Nerona's, you know, let's call it what it is. Peter Nerona released a statement last night, doesn't always do that. Um, a lot of people are watching this case. It's a high profile. This poor 17-year-old girl, this maniac rams his car into her, runs her off the highway, uh, kills her. He flees the scene. Is this something like, Tim Dodd, take us through, do they go to a grand jury? Like, could there be a number of different charges that just they haven't presented yet, but they, they could just drop like a boatload on this guy? Yes, and I expect that will happen. And, John, both on this matter where he caused the accident which killed the young lady he's looking at significant jail time and he's got so much over his head right now with previous charges I mean he could wind up catching uh, I'm just speculating a year or two or three um, maybe more maybe less on all the violations I mean from Peter Peter Nerona's perspective I mean, there's, there's a growing backlash against um, lax prosecution of criminals around the country. Yep. I mean, there's been this push to be easy and have no cash bail and let people out of prison, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're now reaping the harvest of these liberal policies. And this guy, this defendant, is like the poster child for the system not doing its job. He's been let out. He's been on, you know, given um, suspended sentences. He hasn't been made to serve the time. He violates. He doesn't catch all the time. He violates again. Um, He's done just about the whole menu of criminal activity. He's stolen cars. He, he, He broke 
into Governor Raimondo's broke car. into the governor's SUV, for crying out loud. He's committed B&Es. He's used stolen credit cards. He's, um, he's committed a third-degree sexual assault, apparently. I mean, he's, run, he's done the whole smorgasbord of criminal conduct out there. And Nerona's had a lot to answer for. How yeah. did his department, you know, in large part, let this guy keep... Uh, getting back on the street. Um, so will this become a political um, problem for uh, Mr. Nerona? I mean, everything's a potential po- political problem, but, you know, he's got he's to release statements. He's got to get out front on this yeah. one because this is an embarrassment to the whole judicial and, um, you know, police law enforcement system. It's an embarrassment. Tim Dodd, and again, folks, you haven't seen it. I posted on petro.com his record. Tim, the jacket's like an inch thick, but all these suspended sentences. Um, I mean, you know, you and I talk each week, but there is like a, you know, you wonder, how is this guy even out on the street? He's definitely like a career criminal. It's one after another. And I also wanted to ask you, I also broke this morning. I put this also on Facebook, but he posted Hey, this is uh, 2018. I have to do 100 hours community service. If someone will uh, write a letter saying I did it for you, I'll pay you. Is that something that could come back to bite him, Tim Dodd? If they find that he did, in fact, fake the 100 hours of community service and then the person that, you know, that's committing fraud to provide a letter to, you know, whoever the courts to say, oh, yeah, he provided 100 hours of community service. Well, yes. If he got a if he got a phony letter about community service, then he defrauded the court, he defrauded probation, he defrauded the police department and the sentencing judge. And if any fool was stupid enough to give him such a phony letter, that person's subject to prosecution as well. Yep. One thing is, this guy has been under the radar, as you say. You know, when you when you put his criminal history. It's astonishing that he's still walking around in the streets, but he's now the poster child for all of this stuff. And I would presume and I would hope that he is going to get whacked pretty hard um, on the violation or violations that he is looking at. Um, You know, the court can use a certain amount of discretion. Uh, This guy can ask for a hearing, but one would hope that um, the judge who has this case would be on the... um, heavier side of um, discretion and what he he or she could give this guy for uh, the violations that I believe have occurred with him. It's, 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 it's tragic, John. It's a tragic thing for this, this nice young lady. It seems like she was a great kid, a great student, an athlete, well-liked in the community, and she gets taken out by... Oh. God, this, I don't even want to say what I think of them. Yeah. Now, Tim Dodd, let me also, and again, folks, so speak with our legal expert. Um, now, Tim, I, I know there's different uh, elements of this. Number one, I, people, you know, there's a thing people want justice. He, I'm going to say, I mean, he's not going to get life in prison. He could get a tough sentence, but it, should we read something? You know, he was sniveling in court and crying. I think of the first time. We saw O.J. in court, if you remember. He had his head down. He could barely answer the judge. But then, you know, they kind of rebound. Like, this wasn't someone that came striding in, defiant, cocky, you know, waving to the family that were in the court. 
he, he was using a cane. He was sniffling. He was crying and the whole thing. Um, but but Tindad, I, I just I wouldn't expect this case to to go to trial. I mean, isn't this like doesn't this get pled out? It would more than likely get pled out specifically because of his uh, criminal uh, record, his previous criminal record. And we're just hopefully, at the, hopefully, uh, presumably at the tip of the iceberg with what he might be putting out there on social media, which might hurt his case. Yeah. The whole question is, was there, I mean, clearly he was driving recklessly. Yeah. Um, People don't know it, but there's cameras all over the highways. So in this case, I believe the state police were able to capture, save, and preserve um, video of this whole incident unfolding. There's many times that if they know there's a death and they get in touch with DOT promptly, there's video um, surveillance all over the highways that people don't know about. And I, I trust and I hope that they've got that footage um, because if it shows this guy behaving like we've been reading about, um, that's another nail in his coffin. And, you know, he goes into court and he's, he's on a cane and he's crying. Well, is he crying for the young lady whose life he took or is he crying for himself because he got caught? Right. Um, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't be presuming that he's crying because he took a life. I'm sure he's crying because he got caught and he knows he's now going to do some serious time he's yeah. gamed the system for a long time and i think the jig is up i think it is tim dot i think he becomes in a way like our willie horton and he's catching Narona with an opponent in election year and he is uh armis Sagorit is almost like as you say the poster boy of this is what happens with people that just kind of fall through the cracks and suspended sentence and things are put off now, Tim Dodd, before I let you go, um, you know, the big question, I think it's too early to tell, but a big question that people are asking me, and I don't know if we're prepared to, but just people are wondering right now, based on what we know, how how much time could someone like this be looking at? It's way early, but I would yeah. think um, for all of this, if the facts support what we all think occurred, Ten to serve. Yeah. Ten to serve. So like 10 to 15, 10 to serve, something like that. Well, when you have a death like this and yeah. there's a DUI component, that's where you get into the 12 to 15, 15 to 18. If okay. they don't have the alcohol component, yeah. uh, but you do have some of this Facebook material, you have 10 to 12 years to serve. Okay. And uh, Tim Dodd, if, if not to put you, but I would imagine right now, uh, state police Narona, they are. <laughs> I mean, I you tell me. I think they're going through number one all the social media, but on top of that, trying to find ways to. You know, there's going to be maybe more weight put. You know, maybe there's a case that somebody knows that's unsolved, or maybe there's something else. But you know. Two years here for this, two years there for that. I mean, it all starts to kind of add up. Um, but I, I think, Tim, this is this is a lot of eyes are on Pina Narona right now as to how, how his office handles this. Yes, and this, this defendant has made himself the, the perfect target for the system, so to speak, to throw the book at him. Yeah. 
to give political cover for the people who need political cover, um, to give cover to prosecutors who perhaps didn't push hard enough, or, you know, the whole judicial system. You know, everyone's got some answering to do for how this all happened with this guy staying on the street so many times. I'm sure on each case, if you spoke to the court and you spoke to the prosecutors and defense counsel, there'd be good reasons for the outcomes that have occurred. But now you look at the end results and you look back in time and to the average person um, or to any person, it's just an outrageous situation that this dreadful person has been out on the street doing every imaginable crime. And, you know, he takes the life of a young, innocent girl who is just driving home. It's just, just unspeakably tragic. Folks, again, he is our legal expert. He's the best, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always. Thank you for taking the time. Obviously, we're going to talk to you on Thursday. We also have that horrible incident, uh, Twin River, where not only did we find there was a crash and the driver, another driver, this time the driver fled. The the woman who was killed in the crash was his fiance and the guy driving it. And that was the Lincoln case. But we'll We'll uh, one at a time, and we'll talk about that on Thursday. Thank you, Tim Dodd. Look forward to it, John. All right. Thank you, folks. There he is. He is the best. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Now, I want to, um, and I think it was important to address that, um, folks, because, you know, listen, uh, um, justice for Olivia, which is a hashtag right now, it, it has different meanings to it. And... You know, I, I don't want we're, we're going to let this we're going to let this play out. What's what's unfortunate in a way. And let me just re recap here. It's 1243. Folks, it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen on the website, DePietro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. And then you just click on either listen live or if you miss a segment, you can go to radio show. Um. This is what happens when you have a career criminal because, you know, and I'll fill in the blanks. Was was he, uh, this Armis Segura, was he drunk that night? Yeah, he probably was. He boasted on Facebook that he was going to get drunk that night. Uh, is he involved with drugs? He probably, you know, the fact that the car reeked of weed. But uh, he, he is a criminal. And as Tim Dodd was saying, if he had, they had got him at the scene and then they, you know, put through the process, DUI of any or testing his, his blood and breathalyzer and so forth, that would have added on more, more charges and time. But this career criminal, Cretan, subhuman, New enough to flee the scene. And I know people are saying, yeah, but they found the, you know, that, see, that's the problem. Someone could just say, oh, I, I drank those the day before. Or, oh, I gave someone a ride and they were drinking. Or, you know, as Tim Dodd said, you get in a rent a car and then suddenly, um, oh, it, it, I, I gave someone a ride and they were smoking. That, what, what's, what's unfortunate is the people that arrived at the scene, either A, I'll tell you what's unfortunate. A, that he wasn't like trapped in his vehicle because then he can't go anywhere. Or B, um, if some of the people that arrived on the scene 
And this was happening, you know, it's fast. I also want to say this, because I've had some people say, why didn't the people that were arriving on the scene, why didn't they, why didn't they um, detain him? Uh, you, you don't know those circumstances. I don't think that's fair. And on top of that, the, the people, the witnesses that arrived on the scene, they were, the way I understand it, they were administering or attempting to try to help Olivia. So I, I, I know that someone was saying, why they should have stopped that? Well, you know, listen, he left and then he came back into his car, was there for two minutes. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't want to play Monday morning quarterback with that. The police just didn't. It, the police arriving on the scene also, you don't, I don't know if you expect someone to run. The, the priority at that moment was trying to help Olivia. And also her sister arriving on the scene, which must is just impossible to think about. So, but I want to, I, I, I'll tell you, you know, today, um, number one, Olivia's stepfather was the, you know, that, that is difficult. And I respect him a lot. And that was, it was very, very hard. Um, he kept his composure. Uh, that was a difficult thing to be around. It's, it's just hard to, like, there he is. There is this subhuman. No value of his own life. No value for anyone's Like, no, doesn't mean anything. But what is still disturbing are the, I, just the, and I get it, right? Like, they're family or friends, but the degenerates in that courtroom, like, oh, my God, they're just the, it's, it's frightening that we are surrounded by some, some such bottom feeders. And this guy just leaves a trail. And I know that he, he either got married in the past or he's got kids. He has on his Facebook page, I live for my kids. I did post on Facebook. We were the first, first one on that of 2018. He posted, oh, I, yeah, I'll pay someone. I had to do 100 hours community service and hand it in. I'll pay you if you'll write a letter. And so apparently there are some people, that's how they make extra money. They write letters that are all these criminals, so they should be charged. Yeah, the, the girlfriend should be charged, lying for police. Can you imagine you leave the scene? So that girlfriend, um, what's her name? Peck? Uh, Alicia Peck. Peckham. Alicia Peckham. She was on the scene chatting with police. She saw what he had done and still drove him to Charlestown. But listen, it, I, I can answer my own question. If you're desperate enough that you're living with the likes of that guy, she probably even bought him the car, um, then, then you don't exactly, you know, there, there's no pattern of making good decisions. So, and I do want to say, you know, state police, they, this is a, a very difficult case. Um, I know Attorney General Peter Narona, he's scrambling right now. And Tim Dodd was right. Um, you know, we need folks. And, and I want to reset for you. As I have been saying, in, in this state, the, the Black Lives Matter, the progressives, they have too much of a loud voice. It's, it's, it's insanity. The power they have, they shouldn't, they don't really have that kind of power, but they have influence. There's not, there's far more law-abiding citizens. But the, you know, they bash the police and, and uh, defund the police and and as Tim Dodd mentioned, Matt Brown, he is running for governor. One of his core issues is no more cash bail. 
No more cash bail. You charge, you let go. Nope, you can't charge cash. That that gets a lot of people out. So, you know, this one today, that that they, he's running for governor, Matt Brown, and he shares that. No, no, no cash bail. You have that state senator, Tierra Mack, empty the prisons, close the prisons. In their world, this guy should not even be going to prison. We're, we're surrounded by these people. We have to step forward. We have to do something. Rhode Island, unfortunately, has become a state where the inmates are running the asylum, where, like, th- this is ridiculous. That's one of the reasons this guy is out there. And those public defenders, as you can imagine, they're all activists. They're all anti-police. They're all, I have to help the system. It's so unfair and blah, blah, blah. And where is the protection for children? Where is the protection for families? This dirtbag should not have been out on the street. But suspended sentence, suspended sentence, time served, community service. It's like they were doing everything. If you go on to petro.com and I lay out, he's not, this isn't a one-off. You know, as we sat there in court this morning, and good, morning, um, good afternoon, everyone, at 1250. Boy, it's one drunk driving case after another. And a lot of them, it was first offense and blah, blah, blah. And it's a misdemeanor and they let them go and so forth. But this guy... You know, when, when I say he's got a jacket an inch thick, that's he's the file on him. If you added up the paper, I know it's all on computer now, but it would literally be like an inch thick. He's known to law enforcement. He's a career criminal. Um, but but at his heart, a complete coward. But they, these people have no shame. They don't live like in a normal some one of his baby mamas, whatever you was was on the live stream today when I was outside the courthouse. Probably just went, oh, what are they saying about my mama? And he's crying. Can you imagine how pathetic? Not only flee twice, hiding under the bed. Yeah, the girlfriend should be charged. So I want people to understand. That would probably, as Tim Dodd said, go to a grand jury. There is a process. I think Tim is also excellent the way he explains how, you know, there's a difference between what we probably know and then what you can prove. So tend to serve. Ten years to serve. That's what it could end up being. Folks, this is where I think this needs to be the election. We need change. We need people. There's, we need more people that are looking out for you. We need more people running for office that are looking out for me. As I've been saying, Governor McKee, I'm telling you right now, he's not the guy. The Rhode Island State House is completely a progressive left agenda. They protect, it's all for the criminals. It's all for, I'm telling you, what have I been, anyone that watches One After Dark or listens to this radio show, all I talk about is it's like a third world country. Everything is, we have to do more. Look at the thing, they're ruining the neighborhood around the Nyla Hotel. The Crossroads took it over. That lady, the head of Crossroads Rhode Island, nonprofit, she makes 300000 a year. She doesn't want less homeless, she wants more homeless. They took over an entire hotel. The homeless have a budget of $3 million for the Nilo. They're destroying that neighborhood. Pulling their pants down in people's backyards, breaking into houses. Police are always there. People are ODing in the rooms, passing out in the Cumberland Farms, going after the kids in the neighborhood. That's what you get with all these degenerates. The whole state is focused on illegal aliens, homeless, 
Panhandlers, panhandlers. We got to do more for Central Falls. We need to do more for Providence. What about the suburban people? What about the real people? Those people in Central Falls don't even pay blanking taxes. What are we talking about? And today, big story in the Boston Globe. Who's Dan McKee? Governor McKee met with who's at the state house today? All these clergy. We got to do more. We gotta, what about the regular people? What about the citizens? There's no one even up there saying, hey, why don't we give all the people that earn money a tax cut? Why don't we lower the sales tax? There's no one up there doing that. Zero. Everything there is we got to defund the police. We got to restrict the police. Look at the laws are in Providence. Don't call them gangs. They're groups of people. They don't care about people that live outside of Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls. They don't. And I'm one of them, by the way. I don't live in Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls. Uh, They don't care about us. It's all focused on this progressive socialist squad, AOC is their leader, Bernie Sanders. It's, it's all, you know, tax the rich. That's what another, the group today, they're up the state, uh, the state house, state house opens today with the new session. We got to raise taxes on working people. Who's paying? Oh, a new piece of legislation they want to put in. Free health care for all illegal alien children. I was reading it last night. One of the representatives of this. He shouldn't be there. The guy, David Morales, like, you know, we have to stop with like the undocumented. It's like them and us, like we're all one. No, we're not all one. (laughs) Let me explain the difference. We're citizens and they're not. They're flying into Quonset from the border. No one talks about that. No one even complains about that. I've talked to three reps about that and they're like, I don't want to touch that one. What do you mean you don't want to touch that one? They're flying illegals into the state at night from Quonset. Why? Well, because McKee told Biden that we'd be happy to take them. Oh, good. Yeah, why don't they live at his house? You know what McKee did? You know what Governor McKee did, folks? And again, good afternoon at 1255. I was there on the Friday night in September. Only media person, as a matter of fact. I was there when Governor McKee had some un- uh, invited people show up outside of his house. I was there, right? They're not, they weren't neighbors. They don't live in the area. He didn't invite them. They just showed up outside his house. They were frontline protesters. And what did Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee do? He had the state police arrest them. That's what's so pathetic and comical. When we complain, they're like, oh, it's the least we could do. We got to fly them into Quonset. We have to put them up in Rhode Island, everything for free. Oh, yeah. When he had some invaders into his own street and neighborhood, he had them taken away in a paddy wagon. Like these people. We don't have leaders. This dirtbag should not have been on the street. Oh, he had a tough life. I don't give a blank if he had a tough life. I know that 17-year-old Olivia Passaretti would be alive if it weren't for him. And now, I get it, now, Narona and the courts, now now they're going to throw the book at him. But how many more of him are there? And if they had done this, why is he still driving when he gets stopped for driving with an unregistered car 
and an expired license. Obviously, the law doesn't have enough teeth because he just kept doing it all over, over and over again. What is so frightening here is someone that he posted on Facebook exactly what he was going to do. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get drunk. And I may just ram my beds into someone. And that, that's probably the, the only time in his pathetic life that he actually kept his word. So do you, think, do, do you think he's actually supporting and paying for, I think he, he actually has two children. You wonder, someone said, who's paying for those children? Look in the mirror. You are. No one is looking out that's an elected official. No one is looking out for you. No one in elected office, no one cares about the regular citizens that live in the areas outside of Providence and Central Falls. Governor McKee's office announced yesterday more testing for Central Falls. (laughs) Oh, and of course, you better get the translator over there. Folks, we have another hour to go. Next hour is radio only. Again, I was in court today to see that pathetic individual cry, sniveling with his loser family and friends supporting them. They should have rounded them all up. No, if it were up to me, what we need is we need some people at the ACI for a little jailhouse justice. We need, you know, this guy needs to face some consequences. He needs to uh, find out that his actions should have consequences. So he is not to be admired. He is not to be uh, treated like he's accomplished anything he is a complete zero. Here's what we're going to do. It's 12.59. We are going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Next hour, I'll talk more about this and more news of the day. Again, check out Tobitro.com. You can see the girlfriend that was hiding him under the bed. Oh, my God, how pathetic. What is he, Saddam Hussein down in the spider hole? All right, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. The power hour is next. Leave it right here, right here, much more ahead on the John DePietro Show. W-A-V-E.